Hope's Harbor, Gritty Bible Devotions by David Bradley. Goodness, the opposite of evil or something else? The key verse, Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Normally, when goodness is taught from the Scripture, we may think of the phrase good and evil. Well, this is understandable for those who know the account in Genesis 2 in which the phrase is first used. It is also used in Hebrews 5.14. The Bible says, but solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. The word good in Hebrews 5.14, it means beautiful, valuable, or virtuous. It's honest or worthy. And evil in this verse means worthless, depraved, and injurious. It's bad, harmful, noisome, and wicked. However, I want to focus on goodness, not just as an opposite to evil, but rather on how goodness within us may be shared with others. This is the goodness from the key verse, Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is goodness. Goodness in this verse is virtue or beneficence. It's from a root meaning of a primary word of good, and it means to benefit, to do good and do well. And the context of it is to do these for others. Before going further, I want you to think of what goodness you want in your life and what benefit do you need. The devotion focus is goodness versus the evil of not caring about the needs of others. The definition of goodness in Galatians 5.22 contains the meaning of benefit, and this is what I hope to get across, is the opportunity to benefit others, and not just from a sense of duty or obligation only, but from genuine concern about the welfare of our sisters and brothers throughout this world, this tiny sphere hanging in space. Goodness and kindness, they're closely linked in their meanings, and I see the importance of them God is trying to get across to us by the use of both of these terms when describing His nature to us in Galatians 5.22. Now keep in mind, God's nature in His essence is not like ours, even though we have personality traits like God. His nature is singular, but is described in different ways throughout the Bible to help us understand him better. Think of it this way. Even though the analogy falls short, a single diamond cut into whatever shape has different facets. And these reflect light in different ways and colors, all the while remaining a single jewel. And God's nature is described as if it's several different traits opposing each other, such as his love versus his hate, his anger versus his gentleness, But this is incorrect thinking about God's nature. God's goodness is his nature throughout his being. Without going too deep into this, the fact goodness is listed as a fruit, nature, that's his nature or characteristic of God's spirit, tells us the importance of us developing or allowing God to develop goodness in and through our actions. Other people need goodness shown to them, given to them and benefiting them. 
And this applies to the saved of God, you know, his children, and to those who have not discovered his love for them. God's children being our brothers and sisters, and they are therefore family to us, and we owe them goodness. Those who are outside of God's family, often referred to as being lost, but they are not excluded from God's goodness. And this truth is declared in Luke 6.35. But love your enemies, Jesus teaches here. Do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons and children of the Most High, for he is kind to the unthankful and evil. And the word kind in this verse is described as good in the Strong's Concordance. Now, being Christian literally means Christ-like. If we are going to live like the Son of God, then one way is through kindness, benefiting and helping those in need. And when you do this, you're being like God through good works done in His name and by His power. This benefits God because it furthers His kingdom on earth. And when we stand before Jesus at the Bema Seat Judgment, not for punishment, that was taken care of when he died on the cross for all who choose to believe and act on that belief, but the Bema Seat Judgment is for issuing out rewards depending on what we've done in this life with the commands and resources given us. And for more on this, read Romans chapter 14, verses 10 through 12, and also 2 Corinthians 5.10. Just let me read this. It's just this one verse. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what is done, whether good or bad. And then lastly, read through Matthew twenty-five thirty-one through 40. Now listen, take the time to read through these verses and let God speak to you through his word. It has a power within itself when you seek God in sincerity and in prayer. So in summary, find a way to serve the needs of others, and opportunity abounds. God will not accept excuses here. We are responsible to fulfill the requirement of goodness that benefit to others. And try not to feel condemned if your life so far lacks goodness to others. But now is the time to change your mind and practice and you can start doing good. And if you will determine in your mind to benefit others and then go do good to them and for them, you will change your eternal wards accordingly. In the action to consider, I have a list in the show notes here, and I'll, I'll scan through them, uh, read through them briefly. But if you read the show notes, just look at the list. And I simply did an online search of how Christians can help others in need. And these are to give away unused clothing, share the good news, the gospel of God's love, learn to save lives by supporting maternity clinics in Africa and elsewhere. You can volunteer, give to a cause close to your heart. You can donate blood if you're able to do so. You can offer kindness by paying attention to the people around you. And you volunteer your time in community service. This is one of the best ways to improve the lives of others. And listen, don't put this off. Write down your intentions, take action, and then check off those actions as you go. This gives a wonderful sense of accomplishment. Next week's devotion is gentleness, meekness, and humble action. 
You've been listening to Hope's Harbor, gritty Bible devotions by David Bradley. To get show notes, visit hopesharbor.net.